Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, welcoming you to the show. Well, as I promised, the Hard Slingers have returned to the Rage Room, gathered round the Table of Judgment as we bring to you, wait for it, the Carrion Crown. But it does not come without the sting of what the future holds. As I've mentioned on our Dragon's Demand run-through, one of our Hard Slingers is departing from the show, and no, there's no animosity at all. I mean, Koosh, who's been with the show since its inception, has taken a career path that prohibits him from continuing on the show, uh, at least for the next two years or so, and that's something we have to respect, because after all, he's a Hard Slinger. But let's focus on the awesomeness. Not only did we congregate in the Rage Room once again, but Hard Slinger alumni Eric has returned to the fold as well. And that, my fellow Slingers, is great news. Because as the clock was ticking down, there were a few things I had hoped to do before we lost Koosh. Number one, I was to close out his thread in the Dragon's Demand, which we took care of. And as for the second thing, I was hoping to bring Talos' story in our Carrion Crown to some kind of a culmination. And with the COVID crisis having shut down the planet, the second part was proving a little difficult. Why? I'm glad he asked. Because the show was deemed a non-essential business. Can you believe that shit? This show, non-essential? And as a result, we were forced to go to the virtual Eye of Destiny, a la Zoom. And while we were still able to produce material for all of you to listen to and see our faces on YouTube, you know, we gotta admit the audio was subpar compared to what we're used to producing in the Rage Room itself. That's why we didn't continue running the Carrion Crown through Zoom, because it just sounds like boo boo. So, with crackerjack timing, we managed to arrange to get Kooch on the last week before he went defunct. And to get Nick to let us know to expect two more weeks of winter and bring back Eric from domestic imprisonment. We also had to reteach Oust what a druid can do and finish the recarpet of the rage room at the same time. Oh, and give your trusted DM enough time to revisit his notes on book two. At the end of the day, we produced not just one episode, but two. But you only get one for now. As I lead you into the show proper, remember to give us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20 and hit that little bell so you never miss an episode. And finally, step on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Roll the Hard 20 podcast and check out the swag we got. Also, down in the show notes, we have that little link that leads you on over to our Amazon store where you can pick up this awesome shirt that I've got. I'm not wearing it right now, but it's an awesome shirt just the same. Created by famed artist Samwise Didier, specifically for the show. All that being said, check it out. Now, warm up your dice and top off your glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents episode 40 of our Carrion Crown run-through, The Boneyard. Jesus Christ. Huh? Oh, uh, it seems fine. No one's blowing up my ears yet.
All right, now it's right, on. <laughs> this one's too heavy to toss. Oh, I was looking for that actually. And these are the these are taluses doubloons. Okay. Let's see if I can get this. Here we go. That's a little better. Does anybody have to go potty before we go? Foreman, we're I'm not queue. turning around. <laughs> Five minutes down the road. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, shisa. So everyone's still at the same HP that they were at. So. I don't remember how My much sheet damage. says I'm at max hit points. I'm not sure if I got hit in that last encounter. I don't think you did if that's the same sheet you had. Yeah. Yeah. I, have. I think I just got lucky or something. Yeah. I, I know um, from what I was listening, it started to do something and... Everybody had like a bunch of fucking reserved. Yeah, we held our actions. Everybody held their actions, yeah. and then just pop, 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 boom, boom, <laughs> boom. I think Eric did like twenty six points of damage, and then you did something, Nick, and then you had he broke like his bow, flaming sphere, yeah, which lit half the fucking. Bow. He broke his bow, that. and then he came out with his long sword because yeah. he asked it was like ten feet, and he fucking struck it hard. Well, he killed it. So. <laughs> nice and hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice and hard. I finally remembered to show the D&D mask I have, which is a... That's pretty cool. The holder. Not bad. You could use that for the next uh, pandemic that yeah. comes No, I'm out. just going to keep using it in Halloween. It scares the kids, so... Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, did anyone really take any damage on that one, or...? I don't have any damage. Eric took some damage. It looks like... I know. I can I, see from here. Because he got nailed with the Eric barb, and I thought you... I got nailed got with the barb. That's what these numbers are, yeah. then. Uh-huh. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Because I wrote something down, but I don't think I did the math at the time. Oh, you know what? I probably took damage because I don't have any... All right. I don't have any uh, temp HP from my my abilities. I'm a little over half. Use a couple spell slots. We still have that... Manicore was uh, Pregos, so... (laughs) I think we wanted to do an autopsy. Is his name Juno? I can perform that. Juno. I think that's where we left off was somewhere I, I on the recording of that. Notes yet. Yeah, I do have the manicure was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Is that? That's me. That's you. That's Oust. Oust. Unsen. <laughs> Adolf. <laughs> Adolf Oust. <laughs> oh, okay, and this is uh, Irwin. Call him Amazon Alf. No, I just remember the, the, when you're introducing your character, you accidentally say it off. I don't know why you did that, but I remember you did that. I was like, what? That's a brave, that's a brave name choice. Welcome to the Carrion Crown. Well, what's the first thing we'll do here? We'll define the werewolf. World domination. I remember I, I was like, I turn around and I see your mustache. And I guess Ray of Frost or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is session 40 of this one. It is session 40. Holy shit, that's a very even number. I'm just going to keep bringing up dice while uh, people take a shit. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's the never, one. <laughs> it's never stopped us before. Hey, I mean, you know, I can just say that there were a few people that were notoriously silent at the beginning. <laughs> Are we ready? <laughs> Just one second. Let's fucking do this. Ready. Ready? I'm ready. All right. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast, episode 40 of our Carrying Crown run through. And with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> there is a. 
So it's been a while since we've all gathered together in the Rage Room. Unfortunately for us, we're here for a specific purpose. Hopefully, uh, that'll be made clear as the session comes to an end. For all the listeners out there, we already know why we're meeting again. Because, yeah, you fuck you tell us. <laughs> so once again, we enter book two of our Carrying Crown, Trial of the Beast. And I'm going to drop a little synopsis for those of us who need to catch up. Several weeks ago, our heroes arrived in a small town in Ustalov called Ravengro. Having arrived for the funeral of a common friend, uh, Professor Petros Lormer, they, as well as uh, another one of the professor's students, were witness to Petros's will being read, and he asked them to do two things. One was look after his daughter for the next coming weeks as she decided what she was going to do with her life, whether she was going to stay in Ravengrow or, or move on. And the second one was to return several borrowed tomes back to the University of Leopardstead to uh, one of uh, several of them to the university itself, and one of them to the Judge Deramid, I believe. Uh, while you guys were waiting for Kendra to decide what she was going to do, uh, you guys soon became embroiled in the mystery of how the late professor perished, as well as where it took place, which was in the Harrowstone Prison and that a group of cloaked individuals may have been responsible. Eventually, you eradicated the prison's threats, which were the remaining haunts of the infamous Harrowstone Five. Yeah, the Jackson Five. Which threatened the very town <laughs> of Ravengro itself. With Kendra deciding that she's going to sell her house to an unknown buyer, she left Ravengro and oust for greener fields. Oh, man. <laughs> Kendra. Yeah, Kendra, Kendra. It's so sad if you're a druid and someone leaves you for greener fields. I know. What does that say about your state of being, man? You weren't druid enough for me. I'm an early druid. And that left uh, our heroes to fulfill the professor's final request, which is to return the tomes back to the university uh, he once taught at. Upon arriving at Leopardstead, you were met with an almost carnival-like atmosphere as the entire town rejoiced on the eve of the trial of the beast, a creature that had wrecked havoc upon Leopardstad for years. It had been accused of violence and arson and murder, and it was a pretty much a shoo-in that the beast would be found guilty. But Judge Embreth Dermid, a colleague of the professor's early days and one of the three judges presiding over the trial, urged the heroes to assist the barrister Gustav Cable, in acquitting the beast. She granted them provisionary status of investigative clerks for the defense, and you were informed that day one of the trial would begin in the following morning, and covering the murders of the swamp village of Morast. The barrister Cable urged the heroes to investigate the crime scene in hopes of procuring evidence that might exonerate the beast of those specific crimes basically the murders of these 10 villagers. Your investigation led you to the Boneyard, which was a small island in the swamp that served as a cemetery for the villagers prior to the beast. Small fetishes marked the land and indicating grave locations, some of which oust you determined had been recently dug up. And it was during this evidence gathering that you were set upon by a manticore. And that's where we pick up now. Trees still aflame, standing over the dead pregnant manticore, an endangered species in these parts, secluded in its protective habitat, trying to propagate its kind once again. No more. What 
would you all like to do as we look upon the island map? By the way, you guys are more or less in the middle of the map. Imagine that the dead manticore is to the upper north, laying just short of its nest, which had been nestled in the trees above, where it came down. And that's where everything, that's where we pick up. Well, we noticed the manticore was uh, pregnant last. Yes, she did. As it fell. Um, Well, we do have a doctor on staff, so I also call over to the doc, and doc, you might be interested in seeing this. Uh, yes, I shall perform the autopsy. Okay. Give me, give me your medicine check. Can I aid him with that as well, since I'm... Can I aid him with that? Since you're druid? <laughs> Go ahead. I can tell him what the cause of death was. 20. 20. I didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Did you help study his hand at least? That's right. So you... Uh, describe for me how you want to eviscerate this large beast. By the way, uh, Erwin, you had noticed that just after you brought the fatal blow into this, you noticed something moving beneath the belly of this large beast and then suddenly go still. Uh, So the doctor is first going to make an incision over what would be, um, I guess, the belly of the creature, wherever, wherever the uterus is on this thing. I don't know much about these things, so I'm going to. <laughs> but you rolled so well. Go. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I'm a good doctor. I'm just a doctor. Um, so go in and just uh, just make an incision, basically down its stomach. Okay. As you peel the the layers of this beast back, you notice that within the folds of it is a dead, smaller manticore. Doesn't have any of the. Uh, the outlying characteristics of the mother, none of the feathers, none of the, the fangs or the teeth, but it definitely resembles a smaller, more frail, wrinkly offspring of this. Can I check to make sure that it's dead? Yeah. Go ahead and just make your same nature roll, or medicine roll, sorry. Uh, that is 15. 15. Dr. Quincy Jones, you put your finger against its nape and you can tell that there is no pulse whatsoever. Its eyes have already glazed over. If there was any hope of this thing coming alive or coming into the world, those hopes have been dashed. Since Alice oh, is over there, can shame. you make a medicine check as well to see if this is, if the death of the mother was the cause of the death of the baby or the baby was a stillborn? Okay. That's going to do well. That is 23 you would know that it was the death of the mother that had caused the death of this creature. It doesn't appear it was mature enough. Could not survive, survive on its own. No. Right. It's a mammal. Erwin, what are you doing? Kind of just watching this autopsy occur <laughs> right now. Just kind <laughs> the of mash just unit doing their best. <laughs> yeah. Fixing his bow. I think Pretty before Erwin before actually struck that final blow, he didn't realize that it was actually <clears throat> pregnant. So. Is that bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> he knew. No, sorry, just wrong pipe on that one. <coughs> I think in hindsight, it would, it would have been nice to try to keep the manticore alive and see, like, this baby or, like, try to, like, maybe 
perform like a C-section on it to try to like, but, you know, in hindsight. Make an insight check with that. Do we know how large the fetus is? I don't know. Uh, the fetus is probably about two and a half, three feet. Hmm. Insight, 21. 21. It, it was most likely this that this manticore was as aggressive as she was because of your proximity to where her nest was. Okay. Now, Irwin's Which is still about 10 feet or so up in the trees. Yeah. Irwin's worry is that if there's a like a male manticore and that's, burning. In, that, that's in the area <laughs> and sees all this carnage and starts to attack us. So he's kind of just on the lookout, looking up in the trees. Yeah, and there is that possibility. And, and you got to remember that right now, dusk has long since left. It's It's pretty much dark at this point with your only illumination being this beacon of trees that are on fire right now. But you imagine these two trees to the south of the nest have started to catch fire from a flaming sphere that... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else need some more light? <laughs> Doc, you see? Perform your surgery? Um, Doc, is we haven't removed the body, the fetus from the body itself, right? We just opened her up? Yeah. Okay, can we... You want to get in there? For warmth, it's getting cold out here. Hold that fetus out. Let me jump in this um, We should take a nap. I actually do want to remove the fetus from the, the belly, from the womb, to uh, take a closer look to see, because it doesn't resemble the manicore. It doesn't look like a full manicore, right? Like, no, just undeveloped. Undeveloped, yeah. okay. It's not fully developed yet. It's okay. still probably going through the stages of... I mean, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you ever seen a baby come out? They look like aliens. Yeah. They're all wrinkly and gray and... I was just curious to see if it was actually a manicure or resembled something else is where I was going. Oh, okay. I think we have enough people working on the manicure. Uh, Talos wants to look around, see if there's any tracks or traces of either the beast or something else that came on shore to do whatever that uh, the beast is accused of. Okay. uh now I'm talking about the manicure. You're talking about the beast from Leopard Set, right? Yeah. Okay, be specific where you want to want to uh, inspect or whatever. I want to to be specific. I want to like go along the shoreline and see if I see um, prints or any or, or tracks of anything that isn't the four of us. Okay, so as you move to the western shore, yeah. Which way do you want to go? You want to go south or you want to go north? I think the way that you moved me is is a good way to start. Okay, so. I you made your way east. to the... Is that east? Yeah, it's oh, east. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it upside down. Okay, so you moved to the <laughs> eastern shore. Tell yep. me what... Uh, go and make your inspection check and tell me what it is you're looking for. Yeah. I need to find my little map. Uh, let's see. I had a decent amount to this, but that's not a good initial roll. Okay. Um, so I have a 14, uh, and I'm just looking for tracks uh, of anything. And then I'm just going to be moving... Uh, Counterclockwise on so the to the uh, up along the north then. Yeah. Okay. So yep. we'll say you go fifteen feet and do your inspection, and you don't see any footprints. You don't see anything molesting any of the foliage that's scattered along the uh, along the shoreline. Okay. I'm gonna take a picture of this shit, man. Sure, get out. That was baby. <laughs> 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 Look at daddy boy. Okay. All right. Uh, so the doctor, with the help of Oust, would like to remove the fetus and uterus out of the... Manticore. Manticore. To uh, 
to help me get to the stomach cavity to investigate that, cut that open. Okay. So you guys go and make your strength check because this thing probably weighs 150 pounds or so. Make a druid. One. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. So I'm trying to. I'm. I'm just fumbling with the excess skin and okay, trying so to. So you guys are slippery. You guys are still trying to. Yeah, you're able to. You're unable to find purchase to pull this thing out of the, out of the cavity of this large beast. Put your back into it, man. I'm trying. Back Hold on. In. Let me cast a spell for this. I think I'm better at that. <laughs> let me light it on fire. <laughs> Erwin, what would you like to do? As you see, uh, Talos has left the group to go investigate along the eastern shore. I'm going to try to help the doctor and oust, use the greasy monk skills and the strength and try to <laughs> prop open this. Grease up those organs. <laughs> monk it. chop this thing. He, he's used Great to jacked. operating in, you know, slippery <laughs> situations. Uh, 15. 15. So you're able to grab this thing and actually pull it partially out of the cavity of this manticore where you could start to see the, the vacancy that it has left behind. Doctor, what do you want to do? Okay, at this point, I have, I have a clear way to the stomach. I am trying to open up the stomach to see if there are any human remains inside of it. Okay. So go ahead and make your uh, medicine attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's an eight. Okay. So you, you start to pierce through the stomach itself. So we'll come back to that on the next one. Alst, what do you want to do? Uh, nothing yet. I mean, I'm just trying you can, to... You're going to hold your action? Yeah. <laughs> I'm you can, hold hold you my can, medicine check. You can help slash it open. All right. <laughs> slash it open with medicine check. Oh, hard 20. The hard Ooh. 20. There we go. So Okay, so you just describe how you completely open this thing. I'm feel back. Feeling bad for struggling so hard on trying to open up the meat flaps to... Remove this fetus. I'm gonna carefully create an incision and open this thing up. Okay. So you peel it open, and inside you do see that there are body parts. There looks to be part of an upper thigh. You see what appears to be from the forearm of a of a biped that goes all the way down to the hand, and the hand is still gripping something in it. Looks like a long stick about 12 inches long. You see the lower mandible of a humanoid creature that has a beard still attached to the jaw area and other uh, meats of sort that are inside the body itself. I try to pull this arm out. Okay. Arm wrestle. No. So <laughs> you, you pull it out and you see that it it's not very long. It's probably about, because it's just below the elbow, it's probably about nine inches or so, but it, the forearm on it looks really beefy and hairy. And the hand, which the knuckles in the back of the hand are, are dark-haired as well, is gripping some kind of a, uh, like an object. Uh, pulling the arm out, uh, I'll throw it out and see what else I can find in there. There's nothing else other than just other body parts. Yeah, just, just meat pieces. Meat pieces. Those are the largest pieces that remained intact. All right, pulling the arm out, uh, trying to see what's inside the guy's, what he's clenching onto. It looks like some kind of a stick, like I said, about 12 inches long, maybe about quarter inch in diameter, tapered towards the, f uh, the furthest tip away from where the hand was still gripping it. 
So we ate him with a spear, huh? No, it's only about 12 inches long. It's bigger than a shiv. Yeah. Okay, we done? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Talos, what would you like to do? Uh, I want to keep moving. These guys accomplished a bunch of stuff, so hopefully I can make more headway along the, the coastline at this point. Okay. So move uh, another 15 feet or so. Go and make another check. Uh, 14 again. 14. You don't see any tracks this way at all either. Okay. In fact, the, the sand here looks completely unmolested. Uh, you do see that the fire that was originally engulfing the trees where this nest was is starting to die down. Timber's not as, as dry as it probably should be for it to really catch and, and take off. Did we investigate the nest at all? No, nobody went up there to investigate it. Not yet. All right. Uh, I think I'll go there now. <laughs> okay. So you go down to the base of the tree or trees, and you can see it above you about 10, 12 feet above. So. Okay. I'm going to have to climb, so it's probably going to take the rest of my movement to do. Okay. So you start making your way up there. Doc. Well, this seems to help the case for the beast. The Mandacore has what appears to be human flesh inside of it. But uh, how are we going to prove that? Are we going to have to take limbs back with us? <laughs> Cameras don't exist in this realm. <laughs> I say, is there any jewelry or anything on? I mean, if you held on, on to any this, of the on, limbs or on anything? any of the limbs, not on any of the limbs. I mean, there's only like a, a lower portion of a leg. Part um, of the arm, a bearded jowl, and just fleshy pieces, whether they're it's muscular um, material or or intestines or something like that. So looking at the quarter inch stick that the hand was holding, I want to uh, take a deeper look into it to to determine what who, whoever it was was holding it. Um, so what would you want for that investigation? You want to know who was holding on to it? Or? No, I just, I just want it, just the stick itself. Oh, make an arcana check. Arcana? Ooh. Good thing I have that. But I rolled crap, so no. <laughs> it definitely looks like it may have some kind of magical property based on how it's, it's smooth and shellacked. There's like uh, intricate runes on them. But as far as what it does, you're not really familiar with what it is. It's probably a wand of some type. And it doesn't look shattered or broken. Like, it's not part of a bigger piece. It looks like a solitary piece. Oh, this piece looks important. Should we try to take it out of the hand? Or should we try to just leave it there for evidence to bring back? Yeah, I think it's something one of us should take. I'll take a look at it as well. Arcana, you said? Yeah. 17. 17. You've probably never seen, or you've probably never used one of these before, but you, you can tell that this is a, a wand of ghost sound. Ghost sound. Yeah. It actually has 22 charges in it. Erwin, you see these guys doing what they're doing. What do you want to do? Erwin's crossbow is currently broken. I was wondering if I his could try to... His bow? Yeah, it was his bow. Okay. Did you use a crossbow? What got these strung last time? Was it a bow or a crossbow? Is My it... note says crossbow. I'm not sure if... You know what you... Yeah, it says crossbow. Okay, so then what's the crossbow that got unstrung? Okay. I was wondering if I could try to tend to it and see if I have the 
skill set to. Yeah, I mean, they're just going to take a, a turn to do it. So okay, but yeah, uh, I'd like to do that. Okay, Talos. Have I finished climbing up? Yeah, you figure by now you're at the at the nest itself. Yeah. Look around and you see that there's a it's like a small adventurers pack up in there of some type. And you see uh, what appears like some kind of a short sword sticking out of the back of it as well. Okay, uh, can I rifle through the adventurers pack to see if I can use it to identify anybody at all? Sure. That is not great, but better. 16. 16. There's no identifying marks on it whatsoever, but within you see that there is a, uh, you know, there's numerous pockets on this pouch or on this, this backpack, and you see a small flask in there with oil inside of it. Uh, kind of gives off a soft glow and a small crimson purse, like a felt type of a coin sack. And when you pick it up, you could tell that there's, there are coins within it. You could hear the familiar jangling of metallic discs hitting each other. Okay, Uh, if I still have time, I'd like to try and figure out what the... It looked like it was like a glowing liquid. It's just a soft glow to it, uh, but it looks like an oil of some type. Okay, so that was the oil. Okay, if I have time, I want to try to do some arcana for that. Okay. All right, that one is finally good. Nice. Uh, that is 25. 25. You remember seeing a, a couple of these bottles back when you were talking to Jorfa, the dwarf, back in Ravengrow, the <laughs> old uh, blacksmith? And this looks to be an oil of keen edge. Ooh. Okay, I will take the things uh, you mentioned and also the... So you mentioned like a short sword? Yeah, there was a short sword that was sticking out of the pack as well. Yeah, I'll take that and then I'll... Uh, descend down. Okay. Doc. You about cleared out the cavity and stomach contents of this manticore? Uh, so yeah, I have, uh, I've performed my autopsy. Uh, Like I said, there's definitely evidence here of this beast eating people. It might not have been the quote-unquote beast that we're trying to protect. But again, I'm looking for ideas. How, how can we prove... Is there a way we can prove other than words that... Sound like a love song. manticore... <laughs> how can I prove it other than words? ...was the one that ate the ten people instead of the beast killing them. Do we know if there was any bodies left behind or just ten people went missing? I can't remember. I don't remember if the bodies were found... Um, I know that they just said that 10 people went missing and they blamed, blamed it on the beast. Hmm. Do you think we should try to search for like fecal matter around the island? See if like we can find like any remains. Yeah, at that point it would be too digested. I don't... Or do you think we should try to like transfer the stomach back to the town? That already has the body parts in it. I mean, it's going to be like sliming. I don't, I'm not sure <laughs> if we're actually going to be able to carry it. I mean, the, no. other, the other part I mean, I guess the only thing we can do is just say, hey, we, we killed the beast, and then we leave it. And assuming it won't rot, just tell them, hey, go look at it yourself. I don't know. Well, we know two things. We, we have a head that still has a beard on it, right? Just the jaw. Just the jaw. 
Okay, so I guess that doesn't work for take back for facial recognition. And then you, you <laughs> actually, actually have the wand. So, so you actually removed the wand from the hand, right? Yeah, I have it in my possession. So maybe whoever bought the wand, maybe we could trace it back. Yeah, we could use that. We could find that's... a receipt of some kind. 1A and 1B. 1A, 1B. <laughs> Shut up, I was really tired that day. <laughs> Man, Jose. <laughs> um, is there... Any other markings on this wand that... No, I'll, is, get, I'll give it a look. shot at the magical runes. Okay. Okay. 24. Hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta DM this. go through his notes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I gotta find this. Uh... Okay. As you look at this wand, you notice that there seems to be some kind of a maker's mark on the base of it. And it looks like a uh, symbol of a raven. That goddamn raven, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) But this will help prove, you know, hopefully if we bring this wand to the wand maker, they'll know who they sold it to, hopefully. Make a medicine check while you're there, Doc. Uh, 25. 25. You've seen this kind of mark before, and it's more indicative of um, of surgeons. Hmm. You know, like some people will have like uh, you know an eye, or they'll have the uh, the snakes going up the staff, or something like that. Yeah, know? that's that's what I rock. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I've seen this once before. Hopefully, um, does anyone? Well, we'll have to wait till we get back to town. But maybe we'll have to look for some other surgeons. Is there a surgeon clan uh, mark or like a clan mark? Of your More guess? of like a disciplinary mark, a school of medicine. Erwin, what do you yeah. do? Your crossbow is now restrung. What would you like to do? Shoot myself. Test fire. <laughs> <laughs> Try this bad boy out. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I guess Erwin will try to continue where. Um, Talos left off and try to kind of go around the coast and see if he notices anything uh, that kind of sticks out. Somewhere over this way? Yeah, to the t- north? towards the north, yeah. Okay, go ahead and make an investigation check. Two. Two? Yeah, you don't see anything. Um, might be because it's, it's kind of dark and being a human, the weaker of the races. Okay. <laughs> Tree has long since perished. Uh, is there anything else you want to do? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Talos? Yeah, uh, after grabbing all this stuff, I was going to go back to the group so I can uh, drop it off with them. Wee, wee. Okay, <laughs> quick way, way, quick way <laughs> down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I took the slide. Uh, yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll look around uh, and notice that Ir- Irwin has left, uh, and then I'll, I'll keep the oil. <laughs> Irwin's left the building. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will... Give them the short sword uh, and say, I don't know if anyone can make his details if this is uh, worth worthwhile. Uh, but I also found some oil, and uh, I'll, I'll give that to our oily monk. <laughs> make his uh, punches much sharper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to remind him that he can. Uh, he should be applying this to his weapons, not his body. <laughs> Oust. Um, before else wants to do anything, Doc, do you think we're done with this mana core? 
I think so, but do you want to look over the short sword? See if we can make heads or tails of it? I will, but is there any, before I continue on, is there anything that these manacores have any special properties, like their body parts, like talons, or maybe a paw of some kind that I could... I mean, it is a rare creature. It is. So It was on the endangered species list, in fact. Well, we might as well put it to use. Are you trying to like bring it in to show that we killed a manticore? Well, to show it that we killed a manticore, and also if I could use it for anything. They have that giant. How big is a manticore's tail? head? Well, the, I wasn't planning to take its head just because I think it would be huge. I mean, yeah, it's a I large it would creature, be huge. right? The head's pretty big. It's it's probably human size. Maybe, no, it's way bigger. No, than it's that. like bigger, four yeah. feet in diameter. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty big. I was thinking like a so paw a claws be probably yeah. a couple feet. It has a scorpion's tail. I don't think regular scorpions have tails that big. Yeah, yeah it, it had a... Its tail was firing barbs at you guys when it was airborne. Um, I mean, what kind of damage did the tail do? Maybe a you lot. Use it a <laughs> lot, right? Yeah. Uh, 1d8 plus 3. Is there any way... What's the damage? Mm, maybe we could take the tail, take the barbs off, we could give it to disperse it. Maybe it could make fine arrows with additional damage. I don't know. <laughs> Improve. Improve that we killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> Take a selfie. <laughs> Out on safari. Exactly. Yeah. Just lie next to it. Reducing the population. Um, I'll take a look at the sword, but I also want have interest in removing the tail and maybe a paw of it. Okay. So looking at, what do you want me to roll for the sword? I'll help you with that one. Is that our arcana or? No. Animal handling? Would that help? <laughs> because... No. Well, I'm just for making an insight check. Just making more and more while it's alive. Just make an insight check for the sword. Oh, insight for the sword. 10. 21. For the sword? Yeah. Uh, Alistair, you, you're kind of clueless. <laughs> Doc, you know that this is a Masterworks short sword. Uh, and you wanted to do what else with the, with the uh, body? Cut the paw and the tail. Okay. So you'll be there for a little while getting that paw off. Erwin, what do you want to do? You um, didn't notice anything to the on the North Shore itself. Yeah. Now that I saw Talos rejoin the group, I'm uh, Irwin's just going to rejoin the group as well. Okay. Anything else you want to do? Not at the moment, no. Okay. Doc? Uh, I'm good for now. I'm ready to go turn in the quest, I guess. Now, you guys are stuck on this <laughs> island for a while still. Oh, we Talos, are? Talos, oh, is there anything you wanted to do? Uh, okay. I will hand over the oil to Irwin. Uh, I'll say, uh, I, I know what your natural instinct with this is, but uh, I think it's best for your weapons. It'll keep them sharp. I'll try my best. Okay. <laughs> Does someone want to <laughs> wield? I'll put a label on it so it doesn't get mixed up with your other oils. Uh, for weapon use only. <laughs> <Yeah>. Massage oil. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to take the short sword? I'm good. Does anyone else want it? I find no use for I mean, the short sword. I'll take it. I have a keen long sword. But I guess it'd be nice to have a short sword. It yeah. is a very fine short sword. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take it if no one else Master wants Crash. it. Mastercraft. Masterworks. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are sitting, standing in the middle of this island, dead manacore. Lasne, who was the village elder, said that he would be back within an hour. It's probably only been about 15, 20 minutes or so. Hmm. What else would you guys like to do while you're passing the time on this island? Actually, while we're just passing time, uh, if we're still admiring the sword, uh, most fine 
swordsmen's would mark their their work, wouldn't they? Possibly. Possibly. Can Aus check and see if the sword has any markings on it to maybe find who made this sword? Maybe if we take it back to the blacksmith that made it, maybe he might know who it belongs to? Sure. What do you want me to roll for that? Uh, investigation. Investigation? Oh, it's not Jorfa. That is 16. 16. It's a, you can tell that there are ruins towards the base near the hilt, but they're, uh, they're nothing you've ever seen before. If there's a maker's mark or just ruins, you, don't, you can't distinguish between them, but it doesn't look like anybody or anything that you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. I'll say that out loud to everyone that way. If anyone might glance over it, they might know or at least make it, its presence be known that there is a mark on it. I do have comprehend languages. Okay. So you look at the runes and it says Roghar Hiram Clan 87. <laughs> is that the year there is? <laughs> so at least now we we have a wand that we can trace back and a sword to a blacksmith that we could possibly ch- trace back as well. Yeah. Okay. It definitely looks to be of um, of dwarven forge. Okay. So, so standing in the island, anything else you guys want to do as the time's ticking away? Well, if we got time to kill, um, the doctor will make his way down to the the southeast part of the island. Okay. Just to check it out over here. Is that southwest? Yes, southwest. <laughs> that Kanye's baby. Oh, no, that's real bad. Uh, nine. Nine. Still kind of dark. Really can't see through the mask. Alice. I guess if we have time, Alice will take pity on the <laughs> unborn fetus and you'll... You fucking manticores. <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to <laughs> milk this fetus as much as I can. Um, I'm actually just going to build a grave or dig a grave for it and... Okay, as you're as you're digging in the earth and you're looking around and you notice that that there are several of these graves that look as though they've already been dug up. Oh. In fact, that was one of the things that you noticed when you first came into the center of the island was that several of these fetishes had been knocked down and the earth had been kind of sunk in. But then you guys got enveloped in this in this Combat. battle. Yeah, and but now as you're everything's you know, come into a lull and you're about ready to bury, you still can look around and you notice that, that several of these graves have been already dug up. Do we know how many exactly? Like maybe ten? It's like six. Six? Okay. Uh, I'll go desecrate some graves. Yeah. After digging and burying this baby manicure, I'll uh, investigate as well. Okay. What is it you want to investigate? The graves, uh, were they, does it look like they were shoveled out, like, or did something rise up from the ground, like, barely enough just to, oh, I see like, zombies? Yeah, it looks zombies. like something had been <laughs> dug out. Okay. Like, nothing rose out, but something dug out. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Ten. Ten? Yeah, it looks like something came up, and you can see, like, there's a, more of a commotion on the ground towards the... Western side of the graves, but that's that's all you can really tell. 
Okay. Can I make a history check and see if these these dugouts are almost similar to the ones that we saw in Harrowstone? Weren't there graves that were randomly dug up in the graveyard? Am I thinking of a different campaign? I think so. Yeah, I don't think... I think, if anything, you were thinking of this one. Because I don't remember there being any graves in Harrowstone. That was a prison. Not Harrowstone, then. um, In the cemetery. No, in in the Restlands or whatever? Raven Row. Raven Row. Raven Row. Oh, sorry, Raven Row. Yeah, the Restlands. Restlands, yes. Go and make a history check on that, yeah. That is 16. 16? Even though there were there were graves that had been dug up in the Restlands, these look like they're they're completely unconnected. Unconnected, okay. Because I rem- I remember there was quite a few that were dug up yeah. in the Restlands, so I was just it's just yeah, weird that we. But keep that coming was up. that was because they came out of the ground, though. Remember, they started swarming the town. I just want to make sure we're the only ones on this island. <laughs> you may not be, but you may be. You may not be. Talos. What are you doing over in your... Uh... I'm trying to dig up <laughs> okay. the graves and see what's in there. So you dig up one of the, the graves that look as though they're sunken in, and you don't see, you don't find anything in there. Okay. It's empty. I'll keep going until I either see, because there's only six, right? Yeah, there's six that you can see in the immediate vicinity. Yeah, so I'll keep going and see if... Uh, I'll stop as soon as I see something, or I get through the last one. There's nothing in any of them. Okay, Erwin, what do you do? Erwin's um, kind of checking the the gravesites. Uh, do they have, like, any gravestones or, like... No, it's just as though they've been marked with these, uh, like, Blair Witch stick figures. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Can you tell if the soil has been, like, dis- disrupted recently? Is it kind of like moist? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check on that. Okay. Uh, 17. 17. As you get down and you're looking at it, you look at the one that Talos is defiling. You look at the one that Alistair looked at, and you're looking at another one. You could tell that some of the dirt looks drier than some of the other ones, as though maybe they have been uh, dug up at different intervals, not all at the same time. Like different graves have been at different Yeah, times. at different intervals. Okay. Uh, go and make a in another investigation check while you're doing that. Seven. Seven? Yeah, you kind of see the same commotion on the ground that Oust had seen, but it doesn't make any sense. It's more towards the west of the graves. Doc, what are you doing? As I was moving to the southwest of the island, I did pass over a marked grave. Yes. Um... I'm uh, curious about it. I would like to... um, What do I want to do? I would like to investigate the grave marking. Okay. 23. 23, as you're looking at the grave mark, you notice that it's still intact. The ground still looks dry. It does signify that there's probably somebody buried under here that hasn't been molested. But as you look around, you notice that in the bushes, just to the, like a few feet north of you, there appears to be some kind of a rope tied to one of the bushes. And it looks like it goes to the coast on the on the west side. West side? Goes into the water. So it's coming from the bush to the water? To the water line, yeah. 
Okay. Um, so, like, it's right along here, right? Yeah. I just move this way. All right. I'll pick up the rope and just follow it to the coast for now. Okay. Uh, oust. I'm making luck with these graves. I just want to make a perception. You said all these fetishes that are hanging or on the ground, spiked on the ground? Yeah, spiked on the ground. Okay. Are they similar or all different? They're similar in design. They're probably, some of the limbs are shorter, some are longer. Okay. Some are, the bushels of which are different thicknesses or the twine that's, you know, the vines that have been made to put these things together, you know, depending on whatever vines have been available at the time. But there's nothing. That stands out. There's no right. one different fetish that looks completely different from the other. No, okay. they all look very similar. Okay. And we never found out if they were for protection or for... I think I would mentioned I th- last time that they they just mark graves. Okay, they're just making... Yeah. Okay. Um, da, da, da. And if I don't just see anything... headless stick figures everywhere. <laughs> yeah, if... The only other trails we saw was to the north from where we landed, and you said to the west, correct? Yes. Okay, so... In fact, that was at the, the last episode where I yeah, said there was, there was two sets of footprints. One oh, said they go into yeah. the middle of the island, the other went to the west coast. And we followed the, the center one, that's when we got attacked. So I right. want to retrace and go to the west, which I believe the dock is at. Okay. Yeah, by the way, I, I forgot to add that. When I found the rope, I started signaling, yelling. Not yelling, but like signaling. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But just, yeah, just kind of look around going, guys, guys, I found something. And see if any of them hear it. Okay, so as you're going to join the dock, go ahead and make an a investigation check or a perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen. So you start moving towards where the dock is screaming. And as you start moving through more of the, the thicker brush, you your foot kicks something. And you realize that it's a small boat that's kind of buried under the under the foliage, under the bushes. Hmm. It's been partially hidden. Okay. Um, I would like to uncover the, bo- the boat and make it exposed so we could better examine it. Okay. And you do notice that as you begin to pull the leaves and the twigs and the branches off, you notice that this eight-foot small uh, creoko, like almost like what brought you over here, that the bottom of the boat looks like it ha- it's soaked with dry blood in it. And there's a leather travel bag that's towards the stern of it. Tell us, what would you like to do? I'm going re- uh, to rejoin the dock. Or not rejoin. I'm going to rejoin the dock because I want to see what's going on. Okay. Erwin. Uh, Erwin will do the same. Okay. So everybody starts making their way as you guys start discovering all this stuff on the west coast here. Doc, tell me what you want to do as you still have this rope that goes into the water. Okay. Um, so, Alice with the boat, is that like back here? Yeah, let me uh, oh, bottle cap or dice. Now I'll draw this shit out because I'm tough like that. Okay, so that dotted line would represent the rope and then the Oblong awesome drawing would be the coracle. Coracle, sorry. I'm probably totally mispronouncing this thing. So what do you want to do, Doc? 
Okay, I'm gonna just start tugging on the rope because it just looks like it, it just goes into the it sea. It goes into the water. Yeah, go ahead and make a strength check on that. Six. Six. It's held pretty fast, and your your arms aren't strong enough to pull it out of whatever sediment it's probably anchored into. Did anyone assist with this? Erwin. <laughs> yeah, Erwin will rush to the doctor and try to assist him. Okay, give him the Heimlich. Make that roll. You that bitch. does not help at all. Five. Five. Your oiled hands can't seem to find purchase on this rope either. <sighs> these damn hands. Curse these hands. Cut them off. Feed them <laughs> to the manacle. Oust. Uh, now you're, you're investigating the boat. Investigating the boat. Uh, the blood that's on the boat, is it fresh, dried? It's dried. It's dried. Have all the flies collected to the dried blood? Probably long ago. The only other thing is that uh, that leather travel bag that's at the stern of the boat. All right. Um, going to go through the leather bag. Okay. Uh, as you start digging around in there, you see, you know, towels and stuff and you you feel something that's wrapped in like a a leather type of a chamois thing as you open it up you notice that it it's just this vile object it looks like a mask made of human skin leather face i was gonna say uh, it's (laughs) make a uh a nature check on that 17. 17. In fact, it looks like it's a female face. Yeah. I'll, uh, I know everyone's busy trying to tug on that rope, but I'll leave the head in the, the stern of the boat for now. Is there anything else in that leather bag? Uh, no, not in the bag. Just the, just the mask itself. Just the mask itself. Yeah. Any markings on the bag? No. No? No, it's just pretty indes- nondescript. Okay. Talos. Is there anything that hasn't been checked out for the for the boat? Uh, not in uh, everything with the boat is handled and with the rope is handled. Hmm. I got one more for the boat. You got one more for the boat? Yeah. Can I assist Oust in what he's going to try? What do you want to try? I want to look in the surrounding areas and see if we could find any oars. There okay. You go. Yeah, to see if yeah. if there's just two, it might have been yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Perception. Yes. Eleven. Eleven. You want to assist with that, yeah. Talos? I'm trying to find out what my number is for this perception. Eighteen. Eighteen. As you guys look under, you know, around the boat and everything, you actually notice it's partially under the starboard side of the boat. You notice that there are two oars. You also notice that there's a sack under there as well. Ooh. Quickly uh, toss the sack towards... Talos. Talos. <laughs> totally drew a blank. <laughs> and uh, I'll examine the oars and examine the boat to see if it's uh, seaworthy or swamp-worthy. Swamp-worthy? <laughs> so, I'm sorry, what are you doing? I'm handing the sack to Talos okay. so he could examine it, and I'm going to continue examining the oars, the boat, and see if it's swamp-worthy. Okay. Go ahead and uh, make a survival check to see if that boat is seaworthy. That is 11. 11? Yeah, maybe. 
It's Might questionable, but I'll just yeah. keep studying. I'll keep looking at it. And what are you doing? Tell uh, us. Yeah, I'm going to rifle through the bag. Okay. As you rifle through the bag, you notice that there uh, are several items within. You see that there's a, an assortment of extremely sharp knives, three of them, all with different blade widths and whatnot. And you see that there is a, like two sets of tweezers and needles. You see that there's a clear threads on some kind of a rung Looks as though it might be some kind of a, a suturing kit of some type. Mm-hmm. And that's all you see. Doc. I'm going to take one last attempt <laughs> with Erwin uh, helping me, yeah. hopefully, to uh, just try and lift up the rope and, you know, just double check and see if it's attached to something or if we can reel it in. Okay. Fail. Fail. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically you guys have found this boat. You found the oars underneath. You found a sack beneath it that that holds knives and tweezers and threads and stuff as though um, some kind of a a hobbyist type of a kit. Alice, you found a, a sack in the back of the boat that has a mask in it. Looks like it's made of human female flesh. Um, with much delight, he wants to present it to the doc if he's no longer playing with trying to tug on that rope and be like, Doc, I think you might have interest in seeing this. And I'll present the head to him. Or the mask, sorry, not the head. (laughs) Well, it is grotesque, although it is, uh, it is made from, what is this made from? Can I check if it's made from human flesh? Yeah, go right ahead. What do you want for that? Medicine or medicine, and then make a perception check also. Okay, so medicine eleven for medicine. It looks like it's made from a human face. And perception. Yeah. Twenty three. Twenty three. A lot of the features on this mask look a lot like those villagers of Morass that you were having the rapport with when he thought that. Oh yeah, this guy's got some Creole in him. Oh, big city got some Creole in him. I forgot I did that. Yeah. yeah. You did a really good job on it, too. You did. <laughs> you got a gold doubloon out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got the same sharp features of the nose and the, the eyes and everything. And it, the face immediately harkens back to the, the villagers. I will respectfully pass the mask back to Alice. <laughs> Take this cursed object. Wear this tonight in bed. <laughs> it's a face mask. So, Erwin, what would you like to do? Erwin would like to see how far the rope goes into the water before it disappears down under. It looks like it probably goes about 10, 12 feet before it goes completely under the water. Can he try to, like, hold onto the rope and walk into the water? Sure. And see if he can... Hold your breath indefinitely? Possibly. I'm I'm trying Well, as you guys, as you start moving... I'm sorry, go ahead. He was just going to try to see if... It doesn't seem like we're able to pull this item out, but maybe he can follow the rope just to kind of see where it's leading to. Okay. Yeah, and the, the shelf of the island's not that deep. So as you start moving, you realize that it, it goes about 10 feet, then it goes under the water for maybe another foot and a half before it goes into the sediment that's at the base of that. Okay. 
and tell me what you would like to do with that information. Would I be able to see what is actually within the sediment itself? Like what's you can't see because it's so dark. You'd probably have to feel around or something. Okay. Uh, Can you do that? Yeah. Uh, Go and make your rule. What I check for? Uh, Make a uh, fuck. I don't know. Tell me what you want to do. What are you good at? Athletics. <laughs> <laughs> what are you good? Well, you want to pull it out, or you want to uh, just feel around? I just want to feel around and see if I. Oh, can... just make a, um, a perception check. Perception. Oof. Five. Five. It feels uh, rough. Whatever this this rope is anchored to, it feels like it's probably about three feet wide, but you can't tell anything else about it. it just it feels rough. Okay. And then I, I yell out to the group. Does anyone want to try to assist me with this? I found something. Group? I'll go because I found the rope. So what did you find? Just something in the sediment? Something rough. I, I don't know. I can't tell. Maybe some type of anchor. Let's see. 13? What do you want to... Are you trying to pull it out? Or are you trying to... No, just feel around like where he said... Uh, <clears throat> so where Irwin found the rough spot, uh-huh. I'm just feeling around with my feet, I guess, since I can't see anything in the it water. It feels rough as well, but it has some give to it. It almost reminds you of like a uh, like a tote sack of some kind. Pirate cash. Nice. Maybe it's a collection of face masks. We don't know. <laughs> Talos. All right. Um, you failed with the rope, right? To to pull it? Yeah. 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 I'm gonna try now. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna assist him, but uh, at this point. Uh, oh jeez. That's not great. I also failed. <laughs> Should have brought out a bigger die. <laughs> so whatever's down at this in this water. Are the three of you in the water at this point? You down there with them? Because they're, I, I, they're both in the water. Be, I have to be able to pull in the rope, right? So He was probably still on land. Yeah. We're in the water. Okay. Yeah, okay, I guess I'm in the Irwin and the doctor in the water. Oust? Oust is on land. He could try to pull in the rope, but he's more concerned about the doc and Irwin in the water. I mean, we are in a swamp. So what would you like to do? I mean, he could try pulling on the rope as long as we all... I mean, maybe if we all tried pulling on the rope together, maybe we could try to release and get whatever is down there free. I don't know if you guys have a good footing down there to to aid in that, but I think that's what Alice is trying to gather everyone to do is at least try to, all four of us, to pull this thing out. Okay, go and make your strength check if you want to get it out. All three of us? Uh, I think he's trying to do it right now. I'm uh, trying to do it right now. Uh, strength, that is going to be 15. 15? Okay, you managed to pull on this, and it must have been the dock and Erwin kicking this thing and breaking it loose from the bottom, and you feel this thing start to come up out of the water. And you see it's a large sack. Looks Keep like- pulling. <laughs> so you keep pulling. And as you two are standing in the water dock in Irwin, you see Taust, the shoreline next to Talos. He's pulling this rope, and you hear this. Wow. 
And that's we'll stop this session. Another man to Doctor will make us way down to the the southeast part of the island. Okay, just to check it out over here. Is that southwest? Yes, southwest. <laughs> that Kanye's baby. Oh no, that <laughs> rolled bad. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard Twenty Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.